So, it is currently Saturday morning. I'm uh, cooking some pancakes while the nephew's at karate and the other nephew's out in the house a little bit quiet. I thought I'd do another podcast while I am cooking up some breakfast. This is, I think, we're at episode 10 of the Inner Geek Podcast. And I thought we'd do something a little bit different today while I screw up the first pancake. Always the first pancake is ruined. So continuing the whole trend of trying a new format for this podcast, I want to talk about what I worked on this week, what projects I have coming up, what stuff I'm doing for clients. So this week I had a couple meetings that got shuffled around, so no new clients yet this month so far. I actually got one coming up, uh, a repeat client. They have a website. They want some changes. We're going to talk in the coming weeks about what those changes are, how they're going to be affected. That'll be a good project. It's a big, decent sized website. Um, a couple 10 or 20 pages or so, so decent sized website. Um, on the in-house design stuff, the company I work for, been doing more content marketing on that side. Uh, we got some other meetings going on in there, stuff that I can't really say what's going on yet, but that's all really good stuff that's going on. And I want to talk about how do you deal when, when you have downtime as a designer on top of the topic for today's discussion. So what should you do when you have downtime as a designer? Well, when I have downtime, I like to start trying to find more clients. Um, there's always a little bit of a risk doing that. You might get too much client work, too many people looking for your work at the same time. And I just mess up the second pancake. But you kind of need to do it as you're a designer. You always need to be looking for more work, more clients, more contract jobs. And if you don't do that, you're never going to get further as a designer. You're going to have to push yourself because... When you work with a client, you're going to be in situations that you normally wouldn't be or normally wouldn't think up to put in your portfolio. So let's talk about the overall topic for this podcast today. And that is, how do you even attempt to build a design portfolio? I hear a lot of starting off designers not know how to build a portfolio, how to get started building a portfolio, or uh, should I even have a print portfolio or a digital portfolio? Well, there, there's a lot of misconceptions that have been previous years that you need to do but we're in 2018 there are things that have changed things that have come up that have made things differently so let's talk about this topic and dive into it more so with how to start a portfolio i think the best way and the best advice i can give to anyone as a graphic designer is niche down so if you want to just design logos, build a portfolio around logos. If you just want to be a web designer, build a portfolio around web design. Now, can you have a little bit of everything? Yes. And I personally think as a designer, you should have a little bit of everything just so that you can diversify. You can be that guy that can do anything. Also, pancake update. It was the pan. The third one came out all right. So... When I built my portfolio, it was, you need to have your top 10 best pieces of work in your portfolio that they're going to judge you by. That's bullcrap today. No one's going to judge you by 10 pieces of work. If they judge you by 10 pieces of work, you should not be working for them, period. 
Um, but I think you should niche down. So if you're a logo designer, just have logos. But also have some stuff that shows that you know how a logo should look in other mediums. So say uh, a brochure, a website, um, a letterhead, a business card. That shows that you know how to take in consideration the other aspects of design and where this product is going to go. Same with the website. If you want to do only website design, you should also take in consideration that you should have a mock-up on a desktop, a mobile device, a tablet, a fridge, I don't know. Whatever you can think that the next place a website will be on, it should be presented in that in your portfolio. So you understand. So when people are looking at your, your portfolio, they can understand that this person's thinking ahead. They know what's coming down the pipeline and they're willing to work with that and understand those parameters for that design. So let's say you've niched down, you've got your niche, you've, you've, you've figured out what you're going to become as a graphic designer. How do you even start building a portfolio? You don't have clients lining up for you because you're just out of school. You're just starting off as a designer. Well, there's a few tricks that design school teaches you. And that is build a company in your head that you're going to design for. So say you're going to build a logo or you're going to design a logo for a packaging company that sells boxes and tape and all that stuff. That's cool. So now what does that company look like? Uh, what does the company's morals align with? How big of a company are they? Are they a $20,000 company or $20 million company or 20 bajillion dollar company? Um, where do they sell? What does their audience look like? These are all things you need to take consideration when you're making a company that a lot of people don't think of. They just think of, I am designing for a beauty salon, period. End of story. Well, that beauty salon could be targeted towards certain demographics, certain um, price or certain location where people have certain income. Uh, you need to take this all into consideration when designing a logo or designing a fake company for your portfolio. So other things to keep in mind is that when you're presenting this portfolio to a client, if they start asking if this is a real company or can I contact this company, you need to be upfront and say, no, this was a case study for me to attempt to understand how it goes into designing a logo, designing for a company, designing for uh, restraints. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, people do not like be lied to or be fooled. And if you are going to try to do that as a designer, you are not going to make it far in this industry because this industry is small and people talk a lot. Um, something else to keep in mind when you're starting design or building a portfolio is that you've got a network that you don't even know about. You've got family and friends. Probably one of them has a business or is starting a business or needs some design work. Reach to them. Say, hey. Building a portfolio, I need some help. And most of the time, they'll be willing to help you out with your portfolio because they're family, they're friends, they're willing to trust you more, they're willing to give you a little bit more of a slack than a client would, if you know what I mean. Also, pancake update, number four came out five. fine, I'm about to go on number five. So now that you have some good ways of finding pieces for your portfolio. What makes a good piece for a portfolio? Well, the thing is, a lot of people just don't want to look at examples of work and say, hey, I can do this. Here's my example. 
Well, what was your thought process in that? What was your your understanding of this project? What were your strengths? What were your clients' needs? Were they met? Were they not met? You need to take your portfolio and instead of just making it showcasing your work, you need to make sure it showcases your skills as a communicator to understand your client's needs. And this is where it comes in handy to make a case study out of your selected projects that you're having. Now you don't want case studies for everyone because that can kind of get boring, but maybe your big ones, maybe you got like five or I don't know, three or four, you got a couple big projects that you're really proud of. I would say build those into case studies because then you have uh, a good platform to say, hey, here's a project that it was really stressful because the client had a, a restraints of price. They had a restraints of it needed to be printed on this platform or it needed to have this color. And I worked it out with all this work. You need to show your work in these um, case studies. So all the work you went into, all the research, all the thumbnails and put it in a way that's appealing so that someone can look at it and say, wow, this person really took time on this project to understand their needs and met them in the middle with something great. So now that you've got a good understanding of how to make a good portfolio piece, how to get portfolio pieces, let's talk about how you should present your portfolio. Should you do digital or print portfolio? Well, my go-to is always digital. Digital PDF, interactive PDF, website, Squarespace, Wix, whatever you can do that is in your price range and possible. I started out as a WordPress website, but I needed something more professional than a Wix website, and Wix websites really weren't available then, that could show that I could do work anywhere. Now, print portfolios, I really don't believe in anymore. No one's really sending them out to art directors or creative directors and getting feedback or getting a job that way anymore. You're sending the link, some sort of a link. Um, but the thing is, make it something unique. Make it something that says, this is my portfolio, not someone else's portfolio. You need to make it something that showcases your work and your ability as a designer, as a whole. Um, these are really all the tips that I have on how to build a portfolio. Uh, there are some others, but I'm, I'm just trying not to, I can't figure out how to do them in a podcast format. I might do them in a video or maybe a blog post on the InnerGeek website. Uh, I hope you guys learned something here. I hope you learned how to do a portfolio or how some tips on how to do a portfolio. Advice of the day. I would look at a portfolio website if you don't have one yet. Um, there are plenty of free options now. There are more free options than there were when I started. Uh, you can have a free WordPress website, a free Wix website, a free Squarespace, or Squarespace have a free website. If not, there's plenty of more free options out there. I will look at those, get started, build a good portfolio, and showcase some of your work as a designer. There's plenty of room in this industry to grow and to keep uh, showcasing work. Uh, question of the day, if you're on Anchor, call in and answer. If not, so be it. A question of the day, do you have a portfolio? Do you still have a print portfolio or do you only have a digital portfolio? I currently only have a digital portfolio, but I still have my print portfolio from school underneath my bed. I just don't pull it out anymore because there's no real need for it. 
Well, guys, that's going to do it for this podcast. I hope you learned something. I hope you got something or gained some value out of it. Thanks for all the listens. I've been seeing more people listening to this podcast. That's always good. We're also on SoundCloud now, Anchor, Google Play Music, and I think another website, Stitcher maybe. So wherever you can find this podcast, keep listening and see you guys next one. Bye.